0: I'm
1: glad we both picked the same starting movie. That's good. It's a good start. It's the official starting movie, I guess. Last, if we if we can keep our own continuity <laughs> yes. in order, I guess that's good. I wouldn't expect it of the listeners, but for ourselves, <laughs> yeah. I barely expect it of ourselves. This <laughs> is, you know. On that note, Dave, um, I don't know if Bottoms sits that well with me a week later
0: could the ugly untalented gays please report to the principal's office
1: guess that's you guys tonight is our night we're getting the cooch i'm gonna talk to Brittany. you get say hi to isabel what would i say hey girl how's your boyfriend how's his penis
0: i'm gonna expel you both for committing a crime against jeff get out of the car
1: you can't tell me- We are just practicing for our self-defense club.
0: It's like a fight club? Yes. Just stay in your lane until you're munching beaver at Wesleyan. Yes, sir. What's your plan here? Jeff is psychotic, and they're picking on the weak and defenseless. So we teach a bunch of girls how to defend themselves. They are grateful to us. Adrenaline is flowing. Next thing you know, Isabel and Brittany are kissing us on the mouth. You can
1: be our club advisor.
0: You know, my mom did say I need to pick up a hobby. Welcome to our fucking fight club. Let's get it popping
1: in this motherfucker. I want that trophy.
0: To have a safe space like this, it means a lot to people. I'm gonna finally reverse stalk my stalker. Yeah, I'll be able to kill my stepdad. Awesome. you okay. seems so supportive of women especially the hot ones. Man-made therapy. Are you cheating on me? No! I literally saw you yesterday. Show, nerd! I fucked your mom!
1: We are literally at the bottom. We have nowhere to go but up.
0: Your club is over.
1: They deserve a shot at showing everybody how fucking cool they are. Oh. Let's go fuck up some football players.
0: You created a fight club to get some coochie. Yeah, I do not know how to work that thing. I know y'all ain't tickling the pearl. I just don't know if you're supposed to be talking to us like that, just like as a teacher. Ah, welcome. Hold on, hold on.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not being too catty here, because uh, I don't have anything negative to say about it. Like, You know, actually, I didn't enjoy my time with it, like I thought I did as I
0: was experiencing it. <laughs> could Could you imagine you laughed your head off during a movie, and then, like a week later, you know what pass me, you're an idiot that wasn't funny, <laughs> which i don't
1: I don't really find that with comedies as far as my enjoyment level. they may not uh have the sort of i guess resonance of something of a right. more serious subject matter um there have been i guess maybe you know. Uh, Birdman is one that comes to mind, where Mm -hmm. I think when I first watched it, uh, I just enjoyed the thrill of it and the sort of zaniness, Um, but I didn't find myself really wanting to revisit it. So I don't know if that means I think less of it or not, but you have a difference. uh, I've heard you talk before about rewatchability, where you sort of set that aside as like a different sort of category.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I also wonder, you know, not to put words in your mouth at all, but I wonder... I don't have if to do the, anything. <laughs> there, <my> was, <laughs> there was there um, was a lot of discussion during the Birdman year, you know, and you were very much uh, Team Boyhood. Oh right? sure, wasn't it the oh, same yeah. year? Yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. So there was that kind of like competition, weird uh oscars sports thing and people were really aggressive so some of it may just be like you know what fuck you <laughs> not any good just shut up will you <laughs> enough talk about michael keaton playing batman birdman i'm done i'm out uh so that might have something to do with Although it but he was the, the one that didn't win <laughs> birdman yes, sweeps yes. the awards but not the lead <laughs> yes. performer i
1: don't <laughs> except for keaton yes was it eddie Redmayne um, was that a redman year
0: Oh, God, probably. See, Jeez, there no are thing. worse
1: things than Birdman. There <laughs> are way worse. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, so the rewatchability thing, I think it, one, I it doesn't enter into my mind as far as, like, how good a movie is, because there are movies. I was actually just talking about a movie this, uh, this week, uh, not on a podcast, just in a conversation Ugh. with a real human. Why would you do that? Uh, I know. Dis- <laughs> Discuss. You just, pull well, out your phone bringing... and start recording. Well, it? now I'm bringing it up now so okay. I can have a reason to ask a conversation. That's right. Um, A Woman Under the Influence, All right, The Cassavetes film. Great film. One of the best performances I've ever seen. And unless I watch it for a podcast, I'm not sure I will ever watch it again because it is a difficult watch. It doesn't make the movie any less. It's garbage is what yeah. you're saying. Must be <laughs> awful. Yes. If you're like our friend Hiro, I remember I had this discussion with Hiro and he's like, if I can't rewatch it, then it doesn't rank. Like that's, And I'm like, oh, well, I – and comedies, though, are a little bit different because I think when comedies really hit – they become rewatchable, like, you know, but I think so much of it is anchored in the age we are when a comedy hits. Like, you know, for me, a movie like A Fish Called Wanda is inherently rewatchable. I've watched it dozens of times, but I can't think of a comedy maybe except Bridesmaids that I've gone back and rewatched a bunch of times in the last 10, 15 years um, of releases. Comedy is tough now. (laughs) I don't know. It it just feels a harder nut to crack than it used to be. Um, I feel like we've got a lot more rules working against comedic filmmakers because part of the joy of comedy is pushing boundaries. And we kind of live in a time where it's like pushing boundaries. People, "Mm, I don't know about that. Let's, uh, let's reel it in. Um, So in Bottoms... Though, definitely, I would say, pushes some boundaries. <laughs> <Within> <laughs> it, the, it goes the, for it.
1: The small circle of people that will actually watch it. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the, <laughs> the problem. nine people. <laughs> yes. that is, And, you yes. know, I'm, I'm sure it'll do, you know, well for its budget and, and all yes, that. But, yes, But uh, as you and I were talking, coming out of the theater, I'm like, man, these movies, like, they, they keep aspiring to be super bad as far as the end result i'm not saying that they want to be super bad too or remake but the high school comedy that seems to be the last one that was 2007 that became a mainstream hit and this these things used to be a
0: dime a dozen in the 80s and 90s constant constant so yeah yeah and now we have things like it seems like now and i am a person who likes book smart but we seem to have this idea of, like, well, it's important that you watch this teen coming-of-age sex comedy. Nobody said and that like, about
1: Superbad. Nobody said that take no, your medicine.
0: No! It's so strange um, that that's where we have come because I think that's the kind of negative offshoot of the – the idea that like, hey, we need more female voices, we need non-binary voices, and all that's true, but then it becomes for the general public like shaking our finger at them. <laughs> Watch the women and laugh like it's very like, and I'm I thought like this was a and, comedy, sir. Like why why are you yelling right? at me? <laughs> and similar to like right the the Ghostbusters remake, mm. right? Which Which was uh, bad. Which was bad. And I remember being very uncomfortable and us talking about it. Like, I was rooting for this. I wanted this to be really funny. And I'm sitting there like, oh, another white man who doesn't find this funny. But I'm like, but it's not, though. History (laughs) kind
1: of proved us right on on that one. Sadly, Um, Booksmart, I would say, was probably overhyped and i say as someone who greatly enjoyed it um right. because people wanted it so desperately to break out and it just it just didn't totally. so in film circles it may be on the mount rushmore of teen comedies but your average person doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about i fear that's probably what's gonna happen to bottoms but i don't think their aim is to be
0: mainstream. i was just gonna say i was just gonna say i don't think the makers of this movie um rachel sanat and i um, Emma Seligman yes. I think yeah. is the director. They wrote it together. And if you especially if you watch Rachel Sonat's other work, like Shiva Baby, she is not really interested in making a general audience yeah. comfortable in any sense. So I, I think I think it probably tickles her that people are like, Oh, this is important, everyone goes to see it. She's like, uh, it's a lesbian fight club. Sex comedy. Like, no, the this is, movie I this is see, not for everybody. I see brought up like, more
1: about as often, I guess, as uh, Fight Club is uh, Not Another Teen Movie. Because tonally, yeah. it is yeah. as absurdist. Whereas, you know, obviously, Book Smart and Super Bad, there are absurd sequences, but it is grounded in sure. some form of reality that we could understand. Yes. This is not. No, proudly <laughs> so. And I mean, I, yes. I think enjoyably yes. so. So, yes, this may be the best version of, I guess spoof comedy genre this is elevated not not another teen movie which is not something i thought i'd ever say or enjoy what a strange sequence of words that
0: just (laughs) came out of your mouth but all true but i want to give you credit mike i don't know if you remember but as we walked out of the movie you gave the perfect comparison movie for bottoms and and you told me and i was like yeah That's it. That's it right there. Do you remember what you said? No, I I don't often remember my own genius, unless (laughs) it's recorded. (laughs) Unless it's recorded. So I'm going to give you all the credit for this. This is not my thought. This Mm. is Mike's thought. But he brought up Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. um, Which is the perfect comparison. So it is a movie that if you like that heightened level of comedy, and this is much more violent... (laughs) The Drop Dead Gorgeous, I'm sure, gory, there is a lot of over-the-top bloody sequences, Um, but it has that same energy, for sure, and um, (laughs) no spoilers here, but I didn't like Drop Dead Gorgeous, either, Um, so I I I think I came to it
1: late. I think I came to it 20 years later, so I I kind of punted on that one, like, yeah, maybe I just missed the the window for this one, which, Mm -hmm. as you kind of alluded to, I don't think Bottoms is really (laughs) for us, either. I mean, it... Screams younger and I do wonder Yes. How do you think those type of movies, including this one, will age in that regard, where it's like such a specific audience. Horrible. Horrible. Okay. (laughs) Horrible.
0: I think I I think in five years, like the only reason we're talking about this is like I kinda can't believe this got made. Um but it's um I don't think it's a movie with lasting power, but maybe I'm wrong Mm -hmm. because there are people right now who are saying, you know, this is the funniest movie of the last five years, this is as good as comedy gets. And I, I enjoyed it. But I walked out kind of like, okay, I did that. It's it's time to move on. And I probably won't think about this again. And that was depressing for me because much like the Ghostbusters reboot, I had very high hopes for oh, this. Okay. Like I I really I really like the um the two lead actors in it. Um I like the fact that it's a queer story. As a queer person, I was like hyped for a you know, a queer comedy yeah. coming of age. Take Next that, comedy. Book like, Smart. Yes, we, yes. Have, we have two
1: lesbians in this, not just one. Yeah, <laughs> Double, <laughs> double,
0: absolutely. And, you know, so there are things, of course, I really enjoyed about it, but I think the the heightened sense of it is where it kind of loses me. Because mm. uh, it, it does, man, it makes some choices. And I, I love the fact that it goes for it, but there are times where it just like completely kind of ripped me out of the movie. And then we talked about this, this movie is very confused about time and when things are happening, not just the fashion. Cause we talked about this. And if you talk to young folks, like fashion right now seems to be like a grab bag of every time in history. So you can't They really look like shit.
1: <laughs> I'll just say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, I have a so, background of the two main characters and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this is. Maybe I
0: shouldn't. So, so but my issue with it is it's clearly set relatively recently. They reference things like fight club and yet, Everyone, people have like flip phones and uh, phone books. You know, fo- a phone book, a, a yellow pages. I haven't seen a yellow pages in ten years. It inspired then- me, Dave,
1: to rewatch <laughs> Nancy Myers, The Intern, where Robert De Niro is, is a retired phone book VP of Sales in The Intern, right. and that's a running gag. That's from 2015.
0: That movie's almost <laughs> a decade old. That's eight years, <laughs> and it old, wasn't even like- a good joke then. So I don't. Yeah, this one's pretty odd. <laughs> It's it's insane. Uh, but I, I do like that they kind of play with um, the idea that now um, sexuality in young folks is much more fluid, right? There's a lot less focus on, you know, I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm bi, blah, 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 blah. They even bring it up in the very beginning of this movie. Like, they don't hate us because we're gay. Look at all these popular gay people. We're just losers. Because we and I was like, oh, That's the reason. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's And as the movie starts there, it's much more grounded, and that's the stuff I found really entertaining, the back and forth between the two lead characters, their <laughs> intense desire to finally get laid. Like, I'm, I'm here with you. And then once it gets like swords are involved at one point, and I'm like, what are we, what, what is happening here? Where are we going with all this? And they, it seems like about halfway through the movie, they flip a switch and either you're with it and you're going to love it or you're going to be me and kind of like looking at the film quizzically, like, how did, how did we get here? Exactly. I'm confused yeah I want to oh. I'll
1: go back to the parts that i I understand, which is the absolute need to get laid in high school, which yeah. is you know that's that's a staple We've of all been there not only the yes. genre but life of of teenagers um, every
0: person relates to or, this unless or you are... forty
1: year olds if you I mean you know in my <laughs> my case' it's, I still get it I still understand it um, <laughs> but uh one one pretty big I think difference between uh, this and, well, I'll just go back to Superbad. Superbad is written with that sort of nostalgic bent. It's written by older guys looking back on how they were in high school. Right. um, And you end up having one of them, one of the writers, Seth Rogen gets to play the cop because he aged out of, I guess he would have been the Jonah Hill character <laughs> in his youth. For sure. Um, This one, <laughs> I, I don't really think that it has that sort of haze of, no. of, of high school that's looking back on. And Maybe that's the difference between um, having the same tropes as classic teen comedies, is that they invite the older people in to look back wistfully, like, oh, I remember when I was a horned dog, and yeah, I wanted to fuck the cheerleader too. This one <laughs> is, keeps you at an arm's length if you are, I don't know, Pat, if you've been able to vote in two presidential <laughs> elections, I feel like you're like, hey, you don't, you know. Yeah, we're not here for you. <laughs> fine it it is it's what i liked most about it and you know you expressed some disappointment i think i maybe had seen the trailer once but i i sort of posit to you I, mm. I threw it like chum in the water to to dave the shark i'm like ah we should do this one for the the next list because this looks like Dave you. the shark this looks gay yes. enough for you i guess this will be fine <laughs> um but i i liked it in the I feel like it will age well. Like I said, I don't know Mm. if like maybe the next generation of kids will look at this as very cringy because it is so hyper specific. Um, Yeah. And maybe adults now do do as well (laughs) if you don't go along with it. But I think that it will be in that drop dead gorgeous vein if I do a retrospective podcast. If I look back to the – for whatever reason, Mm. the the year of 2023, which – Based on the way it's gone, I don't really see me deciding to go week by week to this year. It would be, though.
0: Well, well, if you didn't have such shitty hosts for those shows, then maybe that's, it would happen. That's, I wasn't <laughs> going
1: to throw them under. I was I was throwing them under the, uh, the product that'd come out. But them, too. Yes, that that would be terrible. <laughs> but if I was doing it, I think I would appreciate this one more. Because I think this mm. would be it would be sort of vibrant and it would be like oh god this is a cool sure. week this one is like i this sandwiched in to the you know the very end of the summer of 2023 i think i would be greatly looking forward to that
0: episode just as a change of pace type thing oh for sure yeah definitely um so one of the major issues i have with this compared to other uh, these teen coming of age, you know, dying for sex comedies. Dying for which, sex. See, there is a Shout lot. Shout of- John,
1: John Cusack, <laughs> Better Off Dead. That's the, the, the ultimate it's- version.
0: That's right. Hey, there's plenty of death in this movie. There's more death in this movie than, but not than during sex. Though I don't know. We don't mix no. the two. This is <laughs> it's true. No complete. There's a little crowbar separation. There's there's yeah, no no yes. Megan
1: Fox hunting. You know the the teens uh, here. Jennifer's body. A, Man, that's a better that's a better, a, that's a good a better sex comedy.
0: Yes. Eh, yeah. <laughs> that
1: that one I think uh, that one I would put in the canon. Maybe I'd say it's got a leg For up. Sure. It's also got what, 15 years on this one, but still.
0: Yes, yes. Um, my big issue, I think, with it is, and I love Rachel Sonat as an actress, and I think Uh-oh. I can almost guarantee you're going to disagree I, with me. I
1: don't like the way you're starting this sentence.
0: <laughs> so, um, she is... Intensely unlikable to me in this movie. Mm. She is a she's a jerk in the beginning and kind of a jerk at the end. There's no there's nothing there. Whereas Ayo Beary's character is great. Love her. Mm. Would watch five movies with that character. Very Rachel Shonat looks great. Disagree. But uh,
1: <laughs> I was like, man, that would have been my perfect high school girlfriend. If I was a young lesbian, I'd have been all over. I that. was like,
0: well, <laughs> I think there's one problem, Mike. <laughs> yes, yeah. I just um. I just didn't. I just didn't like that performance. And it's not her performance. It's written that way. There's, there's no, there's no growth for her really to be had other than to kind of halfway, half heartedly apologize by the end of the movie, but only because she gets caught. Like that's the only reason that she has any growth at all. So what
1: do you think is missing from that? Is she missing the Tyler Durden element where she's appealing enough at first? Cause she's all, her friend knows her well enough to know that she's a, a huckster. That it's all bullshit. Right. So you, right. you don't have right. the, the charm to like, you know, come, here's my idea for space monkeys. Um, Thankfully she doesn't shave her head at the end and then start, you know, well, put her in a tank top, start, you know, smacking people around. I don't know. I could, I could go with it, you know,
0: I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, Yeah. I think that's the, the big problem is because it, a lot of this movie is through Iota Berry's characters eyes. You know, that she knows her Mm -hmm. and she knows she's kind of a piece of shit. Like that's, that's who she is as a person. So you're in that vein already. So, As she becomes more of a huckster, like, you're not surprised. But near the end of the movie, when she starts throwing her other friends under the bus, you're like, man, fuck this chick. She sucks. Like, she's the worst. Like, why are you friends with this girl? Like, and it's not because she's getting you laid. Because that's the whole point of the movie is neither of you have gotten laid. She talks a good game. Like, I'm going to talk to her and then... And that was probably my favorite Rachel Sinat stuff, when she's trying to flirt in the beginning and failing miserably. And you see her just, like, beating herself up as she's walking away. Very intensely funny comedic performance in those moments. But as the film kind of broadens out and gets bigger, I find myself getting more and more distant Mm. from her character and wanting to go back to her friend. And, like, you know, her being attracted to someone who, uh, you know, she actually maybe has the shot with, even though she's... The head cheerleader, like, they still have a better interaction, and it's more friendly and more flirtatious, and you can see something there.
1: <laughs> uh, Talking about my my uh, age gap, I heard uh, a couple of uh, younger uh, women uh, behind us uh, as I was, I was waiting uh, for our, our group to, you know, take their restroom breaks or whatever, saying uh, they mentioned Kaya Gerber's uh, character. They, and they said that, her character, because uh, Brittany, and I'm sure they didn't remember the name, but she's the hot um is this a spoiler alert hot straight <laughs> cheerleader like i guess it's played as a spoiler i don't really know if you can call it that because i think that our uh lead hero here our tyler durden is just totally misguided <laughs> she has no evidence that this woman would be None. attracted to her or is attracted to women but she's just insisting or that upon likes it. her at <laughs> all yeah, yeah like just <laughs> but i felt so old listening to that because i was like wait, I recognize that name. Like, I wouldn't have said, oh, that's, that's Kaya Gerber. and I would have been like, isn't that Cindy Crawford's kid? That's, that's what I thought. Like, um, but, so maybe, maybe this will branch out, but I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are, except for what. Am
0: I supposed to know who Kaya Gerber is? Oh, God damn it.
1: (laughs) But I wanted to uh, sort of, you know, ask you, and I don't know how I feel about it, but, um, you know, the one thing that I think when you have these, like, you know, it's it's Ocean's 11 but you know for the ladies or it's it's super bad but with chicks that sort of marketing hook um there seems to be a push to be like or it's just like the boys version like there's no difference mm-hmm. there's no discernible difference um i don't think this movie is going that direction i think they're proud no. of the differences and not only just yes. tonally <laughs> just as a movie but the, the characters themselves uh but like in super bad What they're attempting to do is not totally out of bounds, but it kind of is. Like, the idea that we need to get alcohol so that people will like us and then fuck us is probably a thought that is a tale as old as time for anyone. Like, that's the reason, you know, (laughs) drinking establishments kind of exist, to be the sort of social lubricant. But I don't even think that's seen as, like, a huge plot point as far as, like, what a fucking asshole and I don't know if it's because in Superbad, when Jonah Hill's saying it, we just know, like, oh, that's not going to work. Like, it's never going to happen right. for anybody. Like it, right. So we right. we remove the threat level there. Mm-hmm. This one does, I guess, attempt to challenge the general ickiness of the characters, and that's sort of the, the fallout of it. Right. The, the fallout in Superbad really is just like, uh, you just got me into a fucking situation. It's not what we attempt to do was like, Unseemly. It's just that the night kind of sucked, and I blame you for it. Is that what you're positing, sort of at the beginning, as far as like going for the comedic moments, where it's like there is, there has to be like maybe in modern filmmaking or modern genre filmmaking, we have to point out like ah oh, these characters are kind of assholes, and that wasn't that cool. Whereas I don't think Superbad was ever concerned with their characters' sort of moral lines in the sand that they were drawing at all. It was just when they got agitated with one another.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's a very difficult dance, um, because you have to have an edge to your characters. But if you tip over too far with even one of your characters, you risk kind of keeping everyone at a distance and being like, well, now I'm not rooting for them. <laughs> right. Whereas I think Jonah Hill at that time, who we now have found out is a piece of shit, is an asshole. But at that time was like,
1: well, he's, un- <laughs> he's probably not that dissimilar from the characters he's portraying as far as his anxieties <laughs> right. and his uh, but controlling funny. nature. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you don't have Michael Sarah next to you, busting your balls, it's not, it's not funny That's anymore.
0: Right. That's right. Absolutely. So so it's just it's you know you can dance up to that edge but you got to pull it back. You have to have something that makes that character likable. And I think, you know, a movie like Superbad does that. There's enough internal processing going on with the Jonah hill character where you're like oh yeah he's he's really neurotic and really hurting whereas with rachel sanat's character it is like no no i'm gonna be aggressive no matter what I'm i want to fuck Sidney crawford's daughter that's I mean, god damn it <laughs> <laughs> i don't care what it takes and like the whole movie she's just like like hyper judgmental of women which is a very strange process like ah they're all sixes at best and I'm like (laughs) jesus can we chill like that is unnecessary like god bless especially for someone who has never had sex someone who like you would be lucky if any of these so-called sixes deemed to have sex with you and you would not say no so shut up stop being that person that
1: actually is interesting like i hadn't thought about as i was watching it but yeah it's i guess <laughs> I'm going to applaud Bottoms that uh, both our leads, who are virgins and are untalented gays, as they are referenced multiple times throughout the film, by themselves and others, um, yep. are effectively going for what they perceive to be the tens of school. Yeah. And when I go back to Bad.
0: Uh, Build up to it, man. You don't. You don't start with a ten. Superbad
1: didn't. I mean, Emma Stone, yes, but I don't think Emma Stone has. You know, she's not the daughter of one of the most famous supermodels of all time, right? Uh, and also, I can't even remember the other one that Michael Say is going for. But I don't even think even in that
0: world, she was like, "Oh, that's the hot cheerleader."
1: It's the girl he had a crush yeah. on.
0: And back then, Emma Stone, like, she looked – she did look like the girl next door, like, very pretty, obviously gorgeous, but did not feel like, you know, the head cheerleader, the, like, cruel blonde. I may, <laughs> so, I may be having like...
1: to give some points to bottoms now that our characters are even more assholes than what I r- realized. And I thought they were all assholes as I was watching it. But I was like, wow, yeah. they really went for it. They're like, no, no. They did. If I'm going to lose the V card here, it's going to be – a supermodel. That's it. Only
0: to the, <laughs> only to the best. That's yeah. It's um the other thing that's strange about this movie, and again to bring up Ghostbusters, it's very similar. In I'm this glad way, you're that, doing it. I keep bringing up yeah, Superbad. I bring up I'll Jonah Hill,
1: so we can throw punches. But you're bringing up Ghostbusters, like oh, uh, all right, Dave. So go for it again. So
0: the funniest part of Ghostbusters, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, the funniest yeah. part of Bottoms. Who's the funniest part of Bottoms? Marshawn fucking Lynch that's who they gave him so much to work with and I don't know how much it seems like there's a fair amount of ad-libbing going Mm. on from Marshawn and this is somebody brought this up on Twitter and I'm so mad about this now the strike and these awful companies not paying has robbed us of a Marshawn Lynch press tour Mm. for bottom that's true you know how much greatness there would have been in that (laughs) press tour I'm so mad about that now because he's so genuinely funny in this and He is given a character that very easily could be wildly creepy. Like, he is introduced (laughs) in class as the teacher looking at centerfolds, looking at porn magazines. Not even centerfolds like Playboy. Nothing classy. It was like big booties. (laughs) Like, this is how he's introduced. And yet, he has, like, such good heart in his performance. So even when he's saying insane things, wildly sexual things to teenage girls, you're still like... Ah, he's a good dude. He's just going through a divorce. He's fine. And he's so genuinely entertaining in this. And the I don't think he has any lines, at least for me, that were clunkers. And this is the problem with comedies, right? When you're going for, it's the Deadpool thing. When you're going for a joke every second, a lot of them will hit, but a lot of them you are just going to like, Ugh, yeah. man, I see what you're going for. And there's a lot for me personally. There's a lot of clunkers in this movie a lot of things where i was like i could and and there were some chuckles here and there but not like a lot of big laughs like i didn't really spend a lot of time like catching my breath laughing and that's what you want in a comedy like this
1: yeah i mean there's a discernible difference between uh you know watching it with our audience in kentucky and I, i'm not saying anything about kentucky is people who bought tickets to a matinee of bottoms were probably fucking pumped to see bottoms we're in <laughs> yeah not not a <laughs> not a ton of laughs not a, i mean there yeah some like appreciation of like, I'm, you know, I enjoy this or whatever, but yeah, you were not, there was no gut punches. Um, and that is one big difference. Like if you go to like letterbox. So, I mean, the top review on there is from one of our lead actors. I don't think I'm going to count that (laughs) reviewing your own work. Um, the next one, uh, was 6,344 likes, um, says that, uh, (laughs) they could do fight club, but Pitt and Norton couldn't do bottoms. And I'm like, I don't even That's really insane. know what that means. It's, it's like- <laughs> yeah, shut up. I just – I I the first thing – like, so
0: after this movie, I went home and I looked on Letterboxd and I saw that its score, at least at that point, was 4.4 4 out of 5. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to – It's dropped to yeah, a yeah, mere 4.3 4. Endo- now, so it's still oh, – still good. Yeah. On the way yeah. down. Here we go. Yeah, I just – yeah, it's – for a comedy, not a lot of laughs. This is, uh, give me, give me joyride seven days a week. I think I, I um, laughed a lot more during that. I think
1: when they, they brought back these sort of, uh, credit, uh, bloopers, as they do for comedies, just, which always seems a little defensive. Like, we don't think, here's the some end, funny stuff. We don't think you the didn't ending left you with a laugh. So we're going to put in gag, 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 gag. The problem I had with it was, and, you know, maybe it explained why I wasn't as high on this movie as what, you know, certainly Letterboxd is. Um, and I believe even Rotten Tomatoes is still in like the 90, yeah, 93%, 91% from audience score too, um, is that I see this gag reel, which wasn't so much a gag reel, is alternative takes and alternative jokes.
0: Right. And it's the, uh, it's the Apatow. I mean, that's- And the, I don't uh, was, care
1: for that yeah. style where, and yeah, I understand. It's like, you want to let your, I guess, you know, comedians find it. But I, I look back to something like Superbad and I think like that was a pretty tight plot. That was very much Mm -hmm. based on like here's what has to happen next because our characters got separated because the cell phone doesn't work, because they, you know, didn't get the booze because the cops showed up. It's like everything is very, I think, tightly constructed. And I'm sure within those scenes, especially with Jonah Hill, he probably had some different reads and they chose the best one. Sure. This one though, where it's very loose, is sort of like a vibe movie. It's just like a, a tonal thing. Totally. I, you know, I thought like that maybe has contributed to why I don't think it will be seen, you know, 50 years from now as one of the, the great comedies, which, you know, that's the, kind of the premise of our, our show because we're looking at the classics. We're looking at stuff that, you know, from my side of it, people hated, uh, like Larry Crown. <laughs> like I look at you, Dave, uh, with your negativity. <laughs> um but and that's it's unfair to be like well this has been out for a few weeks is this going to stand up for 5 decades will this still be there after I'm dead and I'm like why why do I really care if it is as long as you enjoy <laughs> it it doesn't matter but I do think that probably contributes at least to my general instant reaction is like oh I don't like this as much as ones where the the
0: script right, right. is king
1: yeah, Likely so crown. you know
0: <laughs> the script is good. Shut up. Um so, you know, and all that being said, like I mostly enjoyed watching it. Like I had a good time watching it. It's not a there are comedies that are painful to watch. This is not that. Like it's it's definitely an enjoyable watch. It's just not something that's going to stick with me, but I feel like this is the type of movie that really gets hurt by the system that we're in where there's no more oh, it's going to it's going to make it big on video right? Because this feels like one of those could be cult classic mm-hmm, movies. Sure. And and I think it was probably harmed by this idea of like, this is the next great comedy. Whereas if this just came out and you happened to see it, I think you'd be like, this is fucking wild. This is crazy. I can't believe they made this. Whereas with all the publicity and the press, you're kind of like, okay, let's go, let's go see this. It finally made it c- to Kentucky. I can't believe I get to watch Bottoms in Kentucky. Here we are. and And because of that, that different perspective, I think it loses a little bit. Whereas if I just happened upon this on video or on streaming in like three or four years, I'd be like, "This was so great! I had such a great time with this." And so I think it's it's hurt by that a little bit,
1: and maybe just by the sort of you know streaming boom, which is now on its way out, which is yeah, you know, for good or bad, I, I think that you know unfortunately a lot less people will be working because they just won't be pumping out content. However, the people that do yeah. get stuff made. Uh, you may have more opportunity to rise to the top because you're not one of thousands of TV shows that were dropped that week. Um, (laughs) Yes, totally. And ultimately I agree with you as far as going back to Marshawn Lynch. I think perhaps the reason he works is because he is effectively the sort of the Greek chorus commenting on the (laughs) insanity of our lead characters. And it's missing from the the initial sort of script. It's missing from the, I guess, the text because – Although these actors are are older, as most th- thankfully, I don't know if I could have handled an age appropriate version
0: <laughs> of the characters. Sixteen year olds just just walloping yeah, each other, I think, punching each other in the face. Like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. this is not great. Um, sometimes
1: it's fun to go with the wet hot American summer. Uh, just have full on yes. adults playing what's the thirty five year old, the adolescent 15-year-olds. emotions. Yes. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. Yes. Uh, but for you sure. know, it's one of those that I would be happy to be wrong about because I I came out of it, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I you know, you, my letterbox is not a four point three, you know, but I liked it. <laughs> I gave it a little heart. I was like, I enjoyed that. Um, but just for the purposes of our, of our podcast, when we whenever we feature a new film, it is trying to put it up there with, and this is the problem: some like it hot or something of that nature. Like, is this something right. we're gonna revisit and? I don't know. I don't know so, if we've ever come across a new release that we featured on this. We're like, yes, most definitely. I yeah. don't. I don't think so. <laughs> not yet. The last words um, of the Demeter is it going to be up there? Yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> In a better world, yes, sir. Um, so basically, what Mike is saying is this is good enough for him, but not good enough for us and our listeners. We demand better than bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: thank you for listening, and thank you for the download. <laughs> as i make you suffer through what i want to watch that weekend you know what In fairness to me and dave can test this i watch almost fairness to me. i watch almost everything <laughs> And so I do not put out a podcast for every fucking movie oh, I watch, uh, and that I guess you know that's also we'd be recording all day. Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah, I've really I am I am I'm back on the horse as far as post COVID. I have just gone to the theater relentlessly like the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so in that in that vein, Bottoms is um, you know it is it's it's probably my like top ten for the year, and I am thankful for mm. it. Um, but yeah, I just I I think we. The people that love it do it a disservice by saying this. Uh, this is vanquished super bad instantly. Um, because you don't know. You don't. You may have really enjoyed it, but how do you really know until you know ten, fifteen, twenty years down, down the road?
0: Right. Be patient. Maybe it will. Maybe. I love that won't. I just sort of I, poked
1: a hole in the premise of our these episodes where I'm like, who the fuck knows? <laughs> but here's our forty minutes on but it. But we know. <laughs> Everyone else can wait.
0: We will tell you. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I think it just made us look uh, even worse uh, throughout that. I yeah. tried to save it and then just, yeah, yeah. fucked it
0: up. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Nope. Just crash a bird, baby.
1: Who cares? It's bottoms. No one was listening anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no one's watching. No one's listening.
1: All of my excuses <laughs> sound the same, sound the same. I can shut my mouth and then I play <laughs>